Well, last night I had a dream that a woman whose name means warrior and bright-headed was having a closeout sale at her store, and it was actually the store Walgreens. And I was in the store, and I was shopping, and suddenly the store was full of people. It was completely packed, and she had to evacuate the store. And she looked right at me specifically and told me I had to leave the store. And at the time, I was kind of frustrated because I didn't have time to purchase the things that I had gotten. And we had to leave the store and we couldn't take anything with us out of the store. And we couldn't go back inside the store. On the way home, the streets were flooding and I wanted to stop at another store and do something else, but decided to go straight home because the water began to rise higher and higher. And I knew it wasn't worth going anywhere and I knew I had to go straight home. Then the scene changed and I was in some kind of waiting area and I knew that I wanted to leave and I wanted to get out of this waiting area, but I wasn't able to yet. It was like I was being restrained in a way, but while I was there, there was a, this foolish man and I knew that he just represented foolishness and he said to me, my rest is my F-150 truck and my motorcycle. And then the scene changed again, and I'm in this condemned house, this really tall house, almost looked kind of like a tower. And in the house, there was no steps. There was no way up. There was one floor, but you could see up that there had been another story to the house but there was no access to the story the second floor and i was telling another person who was in the house with me that the house was just really creepy and not a good place to live in that it was almost like demonic i couldn't see what was behind the door but i just knew that there was something evil behind this door that i couldn't see but it was in this house and then the scene changed again, and there was a man whose name means hill or mount, and he was giving me his fountain and having me take the pieces that I could handle now, and I knew that I would get the rest of the fountain soon. So out of curiosity, I looked up Walgreens to see what it meant or to see if it had any significance, and found it very interesting that the name of the store, Walgreens, was changed in 1948. And the name Walgreens actually means field branch. And 1948 is when Israel was regathered as a nation and many believe was the beginning of the fig tree generation, the generation that would see the coming of the Lord, the generation that would not pass away until all these things have come to pass. Speaking of the things that occur during the tribulation period and all throughout scripture, Israel is symbolic of a fig tree and here, Walgreens actually means a branch, a field branch. 
and it reminded me of the parables of the budding fig tree and the parable of the barren fig tree and how Jesus actually cursed the fig tree for not bearing fruit. And many places in scripture it talks about judgment as the hewing down of a nation or someone being cut off. In Joel chapter 2, in verse 25, it says, I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. And all these scriptures speak of the strength of a nation being cut down. And actually in Romans eleven twenty four, it talks about us, the church, being cut off from what is by nature wild olive tree, and we were grafted in. In Isaiah chapter 18, starting in verse 3, it says, All you inhabitants of the world, you who dwell on the earth, when a signal is raised on the mountains, look, when a trumpet is blown, hear. For thus the Lord said to me, I will quietly look for my dwelling like clear heat in sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is over and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he cuts off the shoots with pruning hooks and the spreading branches he lops off and clears away. And the Lord led me to Zechariah 13, where it talks about the judgment of Israel as they go through Daniel's 70th week, the tribulation period, and two-thirds of them will be cut off and die, and he will bring one-third of them through the Daniel's 70th week, through this tribulation, through the fire to be refined, and they will repent and turn to Jesus Christ and recognize him as the true Messiah and will not worship the Antichrist. Of course, the closeout sale reminds me of closing time. It being close to the end, we are in the end times right before the rapture of the church. And we are currently in the church age and we know the church age will be wrapping up very soon we see the signs of the tribulation everywhere in every sector of the world we see events converging too many to even discuss in the dream suddenly the store was full of people completely full there was no more room and i quickly interpreted this when i woke up as the fullness of the gentiles had come in and she looked at me this woman whose name means warrior bright-headed looked at me and told me i had to leave in the dream i was frustrated because i had to leave and I didn't have time to make my last purchase and we couldn't take anything with us out of the store so I had to leave it all behind and I think this represents many in the church many are focused on the things of this world and even good things their ministry their calling and they don't want to think about the rapture or Jesus is coming they are either focused on just occupying the time 
the day-to-day or they're caught up in the things of this world. I myself have even had the thought of wanting more time to reach more people and to share the gospel and to do the things that the Lord has called me to do. And I've also heard others in the church when I mention the rapture or the times that we are in, they say things like, oh, but I want to see my kids grow up first, or I want to do this first, or I'd really like to grow up and have grandchildren. To me, it's just so sad because it shows that perspective of this being it. We should have our focus on eternity. It will far outweigh and exceed anything we could possibly experience on this earth. So I did get out of the store and the scene changes and I'm on my way home. And on the way home, the streets are flooding and the water was rising higher and higher. And at this point, I still was thinking about wanting to stop somewhere else and do one more thing, but decided to go straight home. And this reminded me of the scripture of how the end will come like a flood. And also as in the days of Noah and Lot, they were eating and drinking, they were being given in marriage, they were planting when the floods came, so will it be at the end of the age, at the coming of our Lord. But ultimately, I decided to go straight home. It also reminds me of Lot's wife who looked back. She looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah. Then the scene changes and I'm in some type of waiting area. And I knew that I was being restrained from leaving this area for some reason but didn't quite know what was restraining me in the dream. And before I was able to leave, there was a foolish man with me and he turned and looked at me and he said, my rest is my F-150 truck and my motorcycle. And I remember thinking in the dream how foolish that was. This foolish man represents much of the world and how the world looks to material things as fulfillment, that if they only had just a little bit more, they would be satisfied. Temporary pleasures in this world, they're looking to those things to bring them fulfillment, satisfaction, but ultimately it leaves them wanting more and even emptier than they started. And I was thinking how foolish this was for this man to believe that these things bring him rest. And then being in the condemned house with nowhere up, I truly believe it's a picture of the coming tribulation that this world, this dwelling place will be cut off. There will be no way of escape once Daniel's 70th week starts. And I do believe that there will be evil unleashed upon this world. Just like behind that door, there was something creepy, something evil and wicked about this house. And there was no way up. There was no stairway and the house was condemned. And just like this world, God will pour out his wrath on this world during the tribulation. And those who accept the mark of the beast 
and the beast system will be ultimately condemned and experience eternal wrath. But those who are even on this earth at all, even those who don't accept the mark of the beast, will face God's wrath on this earth. And then the scene changed. And a man whose name means hill or mount was giving me his fountain. And it was a very, very large fountain. But he had to give it to me in pieces because I couldn't handle the whole fountain. And I had to wait to get the rest. And I knew I would get the rest very soon. And the rest of the fountain was too heavy for me to pick up and take it once. I believe this is a representation of being given the Holy Spirit while we're here on this earth as a deposit. Uh, We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. If we put our faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did, we are saved and sealed until the day of redemption. We are saved and we also will be saved at the coming of our Lord, our bodies, our physical bodies will be saved. We will receive glorified bodies. Our soul is already eternally saved, but our bodies have yet to be saved. And I believe this is a representation of that deposit. And we have access to the well of living water through Jesus Christ now. And we receive the full glorification of our bodies and the full reward when the Lord comes for us. He took what was too heavy for us, the stone that we could not pick up, the cross, he bore it for us and he took upon himself the weight of sin and he died for us and he carried that on the cross. He carried all of our sins so that we could be made new. We could receive a free gift. This fountain is a free gift and we cannot attain it ourselves. It is given to us as a gift and we cannot lift it. It is given to us by and the only thing that we bring to the table of our salvation is our sin that is the only part that we contribute the lord does the work in and through us and he will finish that work at the day of redemption so i made a post about three days ago about this dream and how this fountain was too heavy for me to carry And the person who gave me the fountain, their name means hill or mount. And it's interesting that our Lord Jesus Christ gave us the fountain of living water at the hill of Golgotha. He died on the cross on a hill so that we could ascend Mount Zion, that we could be lifted up with him in the rapture of the church and ascend a hill that is impossible for us to go up. That is what we are able to do through Christ. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. It's interesting that the very next morning after this dream, my devotion was on Genesis chapter 29. I'm going through the book of Genesis and I just landed on that chapter. And in that chapter, 
Jacob actually rolled a heavy stone away from a well, and he watered Rachel's father's flock and showed his love for her. And then the same day, the Lord led me to Zechariah 13. And Jesus, our first love, demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And on the third day, he rolled away the stone to offer us living water that leads to eternal life with him. He rolled the stone away that was too heavy for us to take away, the curse of sin and death in the grave. Praise the Lord. In Zechariah 13, 1, it says, In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. This fountain that he offers cleanses us from all sin. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. He is our righteousness. We are clothed in the righteousness of God. When God looks at us, he does not see our sin. He sees the righteousness of God. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ that covers all sin. In Jeremiah seventeen thirteen, it says, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. In John seven thirty eight, it says, Have faith in me, and you will have life-giving water flowing from deep inside you. Lastly, as part of my devotion, in Genesis 29, verses 7 through 11, it says, And he said, Lo, it is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. This reminds me of how before the gathering of the church, in the rapture of the church, we are called to go and feed his sheep, just like Jesus told Peter to do before he ascended into heaven. And then it says, And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep. We can only receive this life-giving water through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When he rose again, that stone was rolled away. The curse of sin and death was rolled away, and it gave us access through Jesus Christ to the Father through his resurrected life. And we are the sheep of his pasture. We hear his voice. He is our shepherd, and he leads us to still waters, and he gives us rest. And then it goes on to say, And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. When I read this, this made me think about how our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, longs to be with his bride. And just like in a Galilean wedding, he does not know the day or the hour and is waiting for the Father to say, go get your bride. I believe Jesus 
Christ is so anxious to receive his bride and to receive the Holy Spirit within us. Scripture says that he is jealous for the Spirit that is within us. And it also admonishes us to not grieve the Holy Spirit by which we have been sealed until the day of redemption. We are called to go and make disciples, to spread the gospel, to feed his sheep and occupy and redeem the time until the coming of our Lord. And we should look up with longing eyes to the heavens, waiting for our bridegroom to come. And what joyful weeping it will be when we are united with our bridegroom. But after that, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Maranatha, God bless.